fucking lie. Don't stare at me like that. I swear to God. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. It is me. Oh, Stu McAllister. Sadie Dog just made an appearance. Hi, Sadie Dog. What are you doing? You being bad? You shitting in my house? Hi, right, come here. Hey, how you doing, old lady? She's a good old lady. She poops in my house, but I still like her. I don't know why. I, I should not like you, Sadie Dog, because you poop in my house. Why don't you eat the poop that's in the house? <laughs> why do you, you go outside and you eat the frozen poop? Why don't you stay inside and eat the warm poop? <laughs> and then I won't even know you pooped in the house because you ate it. You took care of business. <laughs> but hey, everybody. It is the Elemental Podcast, and it is a Monday, January 31st, 2020. Dose, how was your day? Was it a good day? Was it a good day? It was a good day. Yeah, fuck yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day, for sure. For sure it was. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, I'm your host, Timmy Callister, uh, ex-comedian, ex-social worker, uh, soon-to-be ex-dippin'-not driver, less than a week away and I will be doing some other shit. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about what it is, because odds are good, knowing my history, <laughs> that I will quit that job in a week. <laughs> it's funny, I've been getting my W-2s. <laughs> and people always joke that my accountant is going to earn his keep with my taxes this year because I had a lot of different jobs last year. Yes, I did. I had a lot of fucking jobs. And uh, I'll say I, I, I did have a lot of jobs. Clearly, I can't lie about it. But uh, the reason I had a lot of jobs is because I also had a lot of shitty fucking jobs. And uh, I'm too goddamn old to stick around with a shitty fucking job. Dear God. You are. Even if you're 25, you're too fucking old to be uh, stuck in a shitty fucking job. Today, at work, I, uh, I was training a new guy. He's a new guy, but he's an old guy. He's been a, uh, a dividend driver in the past. He did it uh, for like a summer job. He was, you know, college kid. He's done with school. I need something. I'll go deliver dipping knots. And somehow he got the job, the same job I fucking do as a 51-year-old man. God damn it. So, but he's back. He's back, baby. And uh, he doesn't want to do it very long. He kind of explained to the boss, man. He's like, hey, I just want to do this until I kind of find a real job. I guess he graduated in December, maybe. And uh, so, you know, he's in the process of finding something and he's got to do something. And he's like, oh, can I come back until I find something? And the boss man's like, yes, you can. So uh, he didn't work this past summer because he actually he had a, an internship or something. He wants to work for the DNR, I believe, the Department of Natural Resources. He wants to be like a park ranger of some kind. You know, work in the woods, deal with the flora and the fauna. And he's just having a hard time finding a job. And I'm like, yeah, it'll happen, man. So uh, he hasn't learned how to use the uh, the tablets that we have because we were we were all uh, 19th century running our business 
up until several months ago uh, where we started using tablets to take our orders. So I was teaching him the ropes. We're doing our thing. And, uh, you know, the boss man wanted to make sure that I was showing him how to do everything. Goddamn, the job is super easy, but yet the numbnuts that I work with don't do it correctly. So he gives the, this old new kid to me to train. And I'll tell you this, everybody. Every place I have ever worked for, uh, I have been asked to train new people. And I take that as a, uh, a badge of honor, I suppose, in the sense of like, oh, they, they trust me enough. They like what I do here. They find me competent to uh, train new people to make sure that they're doing it correctly. And I, I have zero problem with it, everybody. I, I like it. I like training people. I wish I had a job where I could train people to do, to do a job correctly. Because this job is easy as fuck. And if you're doing it incorrectly, that means that you are a fuck. <laughs> so uh, it was interesting talking with him because he's young. He's, I don't know, 22, 23 maybe tops. He's a young man. And we were talking about the jobs and we were talking about how there's a shit ton of jobs out there right now. And he said it. I didn't say it. He said it. He's like, yeah, there's a shit ton of jobs out there because they all suck. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you got it right. There are all of these jobs out there. Fast food jobs, warehouse jobs, factory jobs. They might pay okay, but fucking Christ, they suck my dick. I don't want to. I, I had... I had a warehouse job for one day and I realized this job is shit and I want no part of it. Now, if you work a warehouse job or a factory job or a fast food job, good for you. You got more of what it takes than I do. I just knew that it was shit. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of why I like, I know it's shit and I know those jobs are out there, but fuck, I... He's like, I can come back to Dippin' Dots and I enjoy the job enough. There's days where the job is uh, awful, but there's days like that at every fucking job. So why the fuck wouldn't I want to come back here just for the time being? I'm like, good for you. Good for you. You got yourself the right attitude to have. So there we go. So yesterday I spent the day watching some foosball. I got to watch both the Bengals uh, Chiefs game and then I watched a bit of the Rams Niners game. I fell asleep for the Rams Niners game. I, I was upstairs in my bed. I was watching on my phone. If you guys don't know, you can watch a lot of sports on Yahoo Sports, the app on your phone for free. For free. So if you haven't uh, ever downloaded Yahoo Sports, go ahead and do it. I uh, I enjoy it tremendously. So admittedly, I'm watching it on like a three-inch screen or whatever, but that's better than nothing. And it's convenient enough. Like I said, I just went upstairs. I was in bed just kind of watching it, falling asleep. I had had a headache kind of all day, so I took some of that, like an ibuprofen PN. It's got like a sleep med in it. And that probably helped knock me out, but I was just 
I fucking passed out. I'm like, I am done and done. I'm going to bed, going to sleep, passed out. So I did not watch the end of the Rams uh, Niners game. Probably fell away. I fell asleep halfway through the third quarter. Uh, so there you go. But the Bengals Chiefs game. Holy shit! Another phenomenal game. Another game that went into overtime. They gave some sort of stat. There's always dumb stats on fucking everything. There's just dumb stats. And the dumb stat they gave was like no team has ever won two playoff overtime games in a row. Like, what a weird fucking stat. That's a strange, strange stat. Uh, but it proved to be true because the uh, Kansas City Chiefs lost. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw in an interception in overtime. The Bengals were able to kind of get it down super close. Their, their kicker kicked the field goal. Game over. And I was, uh, I was rooting for the Bengals, clearly. I'm tired of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's a great quarterback, but, you know, they've been in uh, the AFC Championship four years in a row. They've made two Super Bowls, won one of them. Uh, let, let's see somebody new. And the Bengals have been shit for fucking ever in a day. They've already been to two Super Bowls, lost them both to the 49ers. So they were like, thank God the Rams beat the 49ers. How awful would it be? that the Bengals would play the 49ers in the Super Bowl for the third time. And if they lost, uh, lost, I'm assuming everybody in Cincinnati would kill themselves. That, that's just my general assumption. I could be wrong, but that's what I think would probably happen. But they don't got to worry. The Rams did their, their thing, took care of business, and there you go. So the Bengals won. Uh, like I said, tired of Mahomes. Tired of his stupid wife. I talked about her and her dumb Team Brittany t-shirt this weekend. That's dumb as shit. Tired of his brother Jackson, who uh, I honestly believe, I believe Jackson Mahomes is a uh, 12-year-old special needs boy. That's what I think. <laughs> I think he is a 12-year-old special needs boy. They're leading you to believe that he's 21, 22, something like that. I think he's 12, and he's got a lot of special needs. So uh, we're done with Brittany. We're done with Jackson. Uh, they're gone till next year. Hopefully, maybe we'll never see them again. That would be awesome. Joe Burrow's won. He's the hero. He's a great quarterback. He did what he needed to do. He's uh, you know he's doing the post game interview. He's answering questions. Whatever, whatever. Apparently, he's wearing. Uh, he's got some jewelry that he's wearing. He's got a necklace around his neck. Now I. I personally would never wear, I don't wear any jewelry at all. I don't, I don't wear rings. Uh, I don't wear bracelets. I don't wear a watch. I, ha, I don't wear any kind of necklace. I think when I was in college, I wore a necklace. I wore a, a, like a leather uh, band with like a bead around it. You know, it was like some dumb hippy dippy shit. That was uh, it was kind of like the thing when uh, when I was in college back in the fucking eighteen hundreds, you know, all this hippy dippy shit. But I've never actually worn like any kind of gold or silver. I'm like, hey, if you're a dude and you do wear it, good for you, good for you. I just know it's not for me. It is not for me. I'm not. I'm not a fan. 
uh, haven't worn a watch in forever, haven't worn a ring. I used to wear a clotter ring a long, long time ago. One was uh, given to me by uh, an ex-girlfriend, if I remember correctly, clotter ring. And if you don't know what that is, it's uh, it's an, like an Irish wedding band is what it is. And it's the hands, a heart, and a crown. And it represents something like uh, loyalty and love and faithfulness or some shit like that. I don't know. I can't even remember. It was a nice ring. I think I still have it maybe somewhere. I'd have to search for it, but who, who the fuck knows? But yeah, I don't wear anything. So he was wearing it. And you know, this is a young man uh, who's a rich young man, right? Dude, dude's got cheddar. Dude's got a little bit of cheddar. And uh, so he was asked about the necklace. He was asked about the diamonds. Apparently it was uh, his initials, JB, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Um, with And it had a Nike swoosh on it. Because, you know, if it's not Nike, it's, why even bother doing it? So it was uh, JB Nike swoosh. And they asked him about it, if they were real. I'm like, what an odd question to. Why why are you asking this football quarterback if his jewelry is real? First off, I don't know. I would assume that it's real just because this guy's a goddamn millionaire. Uh, and two, I wouldn't ask the goddamn question because who gives a shit? No one gives a shit. Just apparently you. Are you so inept of a sports reporter that you're going to ask a dumb question about a necklace? You're stupid. But they asked, and so his response was, they're definitely real. I make too much money to have fake ones. Now, to me, depending upon how he said it, I would find that incredibly funny. Like, he would say it, like, over the top, almost like, yeah, they're definitely real. I make way too much money to have fake ones. Like, you know, kind of like the side eye, the kind of the smirky grin. I got to me. I just feel like, yeah, that is a hilarious fucking response. So apparently, uh, apparently, there's a quick video here. So let me see if I get my sound on, and let's see how we fucking said it. All right, here we go. Maybe. They're definitely real. I think I make too much money to have fake ones, so you know these are real. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, what was the second question? See, he was, he was laughing about it. He was trying to make a joke. Uh, the delivery probably wasn't as good as you would want it to be, but clearly he was making a joke. He's chuckling about it. I weigh way too much money. Um, people are coming at him. People are coming back at him, and they're saying, like, oh, God. Oh, and there goes the appreciation for Joe Burrow seeming like a humble dude who gets it. I think he does get it. It was fucking funny. Someone wrote pretty distasteful. If he thinks he makes too much money now, just wait for that second contract. Get the fuck out of here. All of these people who were saying shit like that, these are people who uh, are poor as fuck. I'll say it out loud. Who cares? This is a young kid. He's 22, 23. He's making a shit ton of money. He's a good football player. From everything I can tell, he's doing the right thing. And he's making jokes about a stupid bracelet that, or a necklace that he's wearing. Who gives a shit? People are calling him out saying that he looks like Macaulay Culkin. Who gives a shit? 
Who gives a shit? And then finally, someone who's a Bills fan, because they got a fucking Bills logo as their uh, profile pic, they wrote, that attitude will get really old if he stops winning, but right now he's cool. Yeah! When you're winning, you can say shit, and you can get away with shit, and he's winning. His team is going to the Super Bowl. This is a dude, it's only his second year in the NFL, and they're kind of doing it because of him, not despite him. Because over the weekend, I talked about uh, how Mina Kimes, one of the only uh, ESPN sports reporters that I give a shit about, all the rest can suck my dick and uh, lick my balls. But Mina Kimes, she's cool. <laughs> she uh, she commented on uh, the quarterback for the Niners, uh, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo, and said how the team is winning despite him and came out with statistics. And yeah, the dude stinks. He's thrown five picks and two two touchdowns or whatever in all the playoff games he's done. He's not a he's he's an average quarterback at best, at best. But Jeff Garcia, this fucking blowhard of a motherfucker, uh, he kind of comes out of nowhere and he blasts Mina and he basically blasts her for never playing quarterback and she should stay in her lane, which I'm assuming, according to him, is probably barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen that would be my guess but i i don't know he said some dumb shit and uh basically like according to what he's saying a lot of guys on espn should keep their trap shut because none of them have ever played football i've never played football i do i gotta keep my trap shut jeff garcia fuck you and fuck your mom i'll say whatever the hell i want <laughs> and he said what he wants but uh guess what jeff People came at ya, because your take, your hot take was hot caca. It was not a good take to have. It came across as very misogynistic, because he didn't blast a dude for saying the same thing. She wasn't the only one who said uh, Jim Garoppolo was shit. A lot of dudes were. So, but Jeff Garcia came at her like a fucking cocksucker. And so people were coming back at him, and guess what? <laughs> he deleted his Twitter account, and he made his Instagram account private. Private! Because he's a huge pussy. Listen, bitch. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. But maybe you should get in there uh, barefoot and pregnant, you bitch, because maybe that's where you belong. Just because you were a quarterback doesn't mean that you're the give-all and end-all of football takes. Trust me, I have heard enough fucking professional athletes talk, and they are just not good. They are not good. They don't give good takes. They can't get their opinions across. It sucks. So he's hiding. He hasn't come out with any kind of statement. He hasn't come out with apologies. Actually, he doubled down with the apology he went on some uh morning sports talk show in san francisco and basically he was saying like oh yeah know what i said it wasn't misogynistic you know da, 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 da. i'm like well i'm sorry man it it was you are eat balls hide wherever you hide and uh 
Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. Their team lost because he threw a pick at the end of the game. Imagine that. It was an awful pick, too. It was like he was just trying to, like, shovel pass it, kind of. Take the sack, uh, and there you go. Don't, don't give the other team the ball back. Did any of you guys watch the games? Am I the only one? I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Even though I have, I have zero investment in either. And to be perfectly honest... I'm okay with either team winning. I don't hate the Bengals. I don't hate the Rams. I like uh, Burrow. I like uh, Matt Stafford. It would be nice, to be perfectly honest. It would be nice if Matt Stafford won. Get himself that Super Bowl. Fine. Get He got the fuck out of Detroit. He's gone one year. He's won more games. He's won three playoff games in one season. That's three more wins than he ever won in 12 years playing with Detroit. That's fucking atrocious. That's atrocious, everybody. And that tells you that the Detroit Lions are goddamn inept and probably always will be inept. I, it'll be interesting to see Dan Campbell, their head coach, and what he does this upcoming season. It'll be year two for him. They won how many games this year? Four. To be perfectly honest... I think it'll be a great fucking season for them if they win eight games last year. Hear it from me. A guy who's never played football before in his life, other than some flag football, and when I played flag football, I broke my pinky finger in half. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't see the Lions right now, before this even, season even started. Uh, someone mark it. Pellerito, somebody else, mark it. January 31st, 2022, Stu McAllister said the Lions won't win more than eight games. Is that a super hot take to make? Not really. To be perfectly honest, it isn't. The Lions haven't had a winning season in fucking forever. So it's not. It's a pretty safe take, actually. I take it back. Pellerino, don't mark this. It's a hot take that's not hot, and it doesn't matter at all. The Bills are actually playing the Lions in Detroit this coming year, and they're playing the Bears in Chicago this coming year, and I would like to go to both games, to be perfectly honest. So we'll see. We'll see what the fuck happens. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, speaking of dumb shit players, a guy who I am always perpetually and constantly uh, asking for them to blow out their ACL is Antonio Brown. I do not like that dude, and I did not like that dude uh, before he played for the Raiders, before he played for the Patriots, before he played for the fucking Buccaneers. I didn't like him. So it isn't like, oh, Stu doesn't like him because he's crazy. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of the reason why I don't like him. But he, yeah, he is crazy. And he had that huge meltdown a couple weeks ago where... Uh, they, they left, uh, Gi he left Giant Stadiums in a huff. He took off his shirt. He threw his shirt in the crowd. He threw his fucking gloves in the crowd. All that fucking nonsense. Now, apparently, some guy uh, got who got one of his gloves is now auctioning it off. Leland Sports Memorabilia and Card Auctions is auctioning it off it has a starting bid at $81 as of yesterday. As of late afternoon today, it was at already at 
$1,400. So there is a desire for it. The auction ends on February 12th. And uh, you have your shot at owning a piece of, a very strange piece of memorabilia. The glove is a white Nike one, if any of you care. Uh, but an interesting feature about it is that on the base of the glove below the palm, there's a logo of the Oakland Raiders that had been blacked out. <laughs> so that was a team he had played for, but apparently he kept the gloves and he just liked the gloves and he was like, well, fuck it. I'll, I'll fucking take a Sharpie and block this shit out. Do you guys own any strange memorabilia from, uh, from any, from sports or movies or anything of that nature. I, uh, I'm trying to think with all of the shit that I've gotten lately, like the sports shit, I have a Jim Leland signed ball. I got an autographed football from some LA Rams. That was the thing too about yesterday. I had two things for sale on Macari. If you guys don't know, I, I, my, my side hustle is, uh, flipping sports memorabilia mostly like jerseys and shit like that but i had two cincinnati bengals jerseys that i sold immediately after the game was over people came and like yes i want it i want it no haggling no hassling no offers nothing i'm like great fuck this is awesome so when the rams and niners played i was hoping the same thing would happen i was like whoever wins hopefully rams fans or niner fans will come and I had two items for the Rams. I got this autographed football and I got a Kurt Warner jersey, but it's for kids. And um, no one bought either. Motherfucker. People were liking the item, but they weren't buying them. I'm like, you fucking Ram fans are cheap fucks. Uh, now, now I've taken it all back. I'm rooting for Cincinnati. Cincinnati fans bought my merch. I am now rooting for Cincy. As if anyone gives a shit. Uh, I do have a piece of the goalpost from uh, when the Buffalo Bills won the AFC East division. And I don't know, what was it? 1989 or something. The fans stormed the field and they tore down the goalpost when that was a thing. And then what they did is uh, someone got a chunk of the goalpost or maybe all the goalpost. I don't know. And they cut it into like little slivers into like, I don't know, a, a fucking, not even a quarter of an inch uh, wide. And what they did is they sold them. And then all of the profits from it went to, you know, a children's hospital or a charity of some kind. So I think it was my mom got it somehow. I forget, I forget if you had to go somewhere to get it, but I think it was my mom got it. So that was pretty cool. Actually, I still have it. So let me know if you got any weird uh, memorabilia. Usually that shit's like sports or movies. But if you got something else, let me know. I'm curious. You got If you got anything valuable, then tell me where you live and when you're gone at work so that I can come over and steal it. If you want any Macari shit or want any sports shit, go check out my Macari store. Uh, it's linked on my Instagram and my Twitter if you care. I would appreciate it. Help me pay medical bills. 
How about that? How about that? Uh, someone passed away this weekend. I don't know if it means anything to you. It meant something to me. It wasn't terribly sad. I know a lot of people are like super sad when Betty White died and they were super sad when um, Louis Anderson died, you know, or, or fucking uh, Bob Saget. And yeah, they were all big entertainers and good for them. But this one probably hit me harder uh, just because I really liked the show that he was on, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Howard Hessman passed away this weekend at the age of 81. He played Dr. Johnny Fever on the sitcom. Uh, and I love that sitcom. It was only on four years, 78 to 82. So I was still a young man, but I remember watching it when I was like eight years old. My parents let me watch that show, I guess. And I always enjoyed it. Um, and he was on some other shows. He was on One Day at a Time. He was on Head of the Class. He'd been on a bunch of things. He had been in some movies. He was in Dr. Detroit, if you remember that movie. Um, I just kind of liked him. He reminded me a lot of my Uncle Reed, for whatever fucking reason. He just seemed like this laid-back dude. And so anything that he was ever in, I always just kind of enjoyed. And it was it was good stuff. And he passed away at the age 81. I think it was uh, complications from an operation he had because of cancer. Uh, Hasman started out as a member of the improv group The Committee. And at the time, he moonlighted on Saturdays as a DJ for San Francisco Rock and Roll Station KMPX. He launched his acting career with a guest role on The Andy Griffith Show in 68 and went on to become a go-to character actor for both TV and film with many memorable turns, including appearances on The Bob Newhart Show, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and film roles in Shampoo, The Other Side of Midnight, and This is Spinal Tap. He was also seen on the syndicated reboot, the new WKRP in Cincinnati from 91 to 93. I don't remember that show. That show sounds like it probably would have been awful. Can't imagine. But that was a great show. I loved him as an actor. And uh, he's gone and gone. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, this is a quick story about a stupid politician. Politicians in general can we all agree are probably pretty stupid all of them i don't care what side you lean towards if you lean left to the democrats or right to the republicans i think a lot of them are so far removed from the average everyday joe from you and me they don't know the struggles we go through they don't know the kind of lives we lead so they do and say dumb things and this guy uh he's king of the dumb fucks he's up there at least uh, governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Just a dumb fuck, right? He's a dumbass. Apparently over the weekend, there were um, Nazi demonstrators in Orlando. God, why the fuck are Nazi demonstrators in Orlando? It just seems like an odd, odd place, right? Isn't Orlando, isn't that where like Disneyland and all that shit is? Isn't that in Orlando? The, 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 happiest place on earth and now here comes some nazi fucks 
wanting to ride fucking roller coasters or whatever. They want to go to It's a Small World. They want to go to It's a Jew-Free World after all. <laughs> fucking. They're dumb as fuck. I've never met a Nazi that I'm like, ah, that guy's kind of cool. That's never happened. Although I can also say, I don't think I've ever met a Nazi, at least that I was aware of. But generally, when you hear about Nazis demonstrating, your first response should be, those guys are dicks. I should know because I'm a dick, right? These guys are assholes. Not, I mean, what do Nazis got that are good for them? Uh, clean uniforms? That's probably about it. Nazis are assholes. So Florida political leaders came out and go, yeah, uh, this, the, these demonstrators of Nazis, they're a bunch of dicks. Fuck them. Uh, they can lick my dick and eat my butthole. But DeSantis, for whatever reason, has not come out and criticized the fucking Nazis. He, and DeSantis goes, saying that his critics are using it as some sort of political issue. Uh, they're trying to paint me in the corner and go, you need to decry these Nazis. And they're like, what? And DeSantis is like, I'm not playing that game. I'm not going to do it. What? You're not going to come out and say Nazis are shit fucks and uh, we need to get rid of these assholes. Your grandfather was probably uh, fighting Nazis overseas in Germany and uh, beating the shit out of them. And now uh, two generations later, like, yeah. I'm not going to come out and say they're dicks. I don't know. I don't know these guys. Maybe they're okay. I don't fucking know. The remarks uh, from DeSantis came a day after his spokesperson, Christina Pushaw, what a name, posted and then deleted a tweet questioning if the demonstrators were actually Democrats in disguise. I'm going to tell you this, everybody. This whole concept of like actors at demonstrations and actors trying to pretend to be somebody else. It's all fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Do we even know they're Nazis? Pushaw said in a deleted tweet. I trust Florida law enforcement to investigate and awaiting their conclusions. What conclusions? What she's thinking that the investigators are gonna go in and go, ah, this guy's not a Nazi. That's fucking Steve. Steve, he's fucking, he's, a, he's the uh, Democratic uh, Committee Chairman for Pinellas County. He's not a fucking Nazi. That guy, he works at the pet store. What do you think? The Anti-Defamation League, an organization working to stop anti-Semitism, wrote on Twitter that it was alarmed that Pushaw would first give cover to anti-Semites rather than immediately and forcefully condemning their revolting, hate-filled rally and assault. Ta-da! All you gotta do, this is all you gotta do, DeSantis. Nazis are fuckers. That's all he had to say. Just tweet that shit out. Nazis are fucker. And then people would be like, oh my God, DeSantis is right. Nazis are fuckers. But instead he's like, eh, you can't paint me in the corner. You can't make me say that the sky's blue. I'm not going to do that. 
Why would I say the sky is blue? You're trying to get me to say the sky is blue. I'm not going to fucking say the sky is blue. Fuck that. Fucking idiot. Images and clips of people wearing Nazi symbols while saluting and shouting at passing cars sent shockwaves through Florida. Orange County Sheriff John Mean avowed on Twitter to investigate any criminal activity. I, along with the Orange County Sheriff's Office, deplore any type of hate speech, Mina wrote. This hatred has no place in our society. That's all DeSantis had to do. That's all he had to say. You can't make me say that. You can't make me say that bananas are yellow. Sometimes maybe they're green because they're not quite ripe yet. Maybe sometimes they're black because they're too ripe. I'm not going to say that Nazis are bad. You can't make me. DeSantis, though, had not made a public statement about the incidents until asked about them Monday afternoon at a news conference to address Everglades funding. DeSantis referred to the demonstrations as some jackass doing this on the street. (laughs) DeSantis said state law enforcement will hold them accountable because the individuals involved had hung flags on the fence of a highway overpass, which is a violation of Florida law. So that's the problem that you got? Holding flags on an overpass? Oh, boy. Just just funny. Just funny. I'm not going to have people try to smear me that belong to a political party that has elevated anti-Semites to the halls of Congress, like Ihan Omar that have played footsie with the Boycott Israel movement. Omar, a Democrat from Minnesota, apologized in 2019 after she'd been accused of using anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic tropes in public statements. She had made criticizing the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, a pro-Israel lobbying organization. Why does he got to throw that shit in there? Why can't he just go, Nazis are dicks, and they can die and live in hell? Instead, he's got, you can't make me say it. You can't make me say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not, I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. All right, I'm going to end on this. These are always interesting stories to me. And I get, I don't want to say I get angry about stories like this. But it's the whole thing of um, honesty and truth in relationships. Right? We all want to be honest. Like if you're dating, if you're a woman dating a dude or a dude dating a woman or whatever... Your dude dating a dude or a woman dating a woman or a they dating a they, whatever. You just need to be honest, correct? Well, they're finding in a study, uh, who did the study? Was it Yale? University of Southern Florida. Not clear, clearly not Yale. Go Bulls! South Florida Bulls. They're saying that women are still faking orgasms. What the fuck, ladies? Knock that shit off. (laughs) Women are prioritizing what they think their partners need over their own sexual needs and satisfaction, said lead study author author Jessica Jordan, doctoral student at the University of South, South Florida. 
The new study, which, by the way, was co-authored by three men, sought to answer that age-old question, theorizing that long-held cultural ideas about masculinity may be responsible for the fakery. The researchers first collected data from 283 women, asking them about perceived masculinity of their partners. Interestingly, they found that the more women saw their partner's masculinity was precarious, the more anxiety they had. This, in turn, lowered their own sexual pleasure uh, and the rate at which they orgasmed. Well, that's a bummer. Ladies, you got to get yours. Get yours. Get it. If a woman is concerned about inadvertently threatening her partner's manhood, i.e. their sense of masculinity, that could lead to a breakdown of communication, lead author Jordan found. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, in an impromptu poll of dozens of East Coast women, some told the Post, because I got this from the New York Post, that faking it was indeed a common phenomenon of yore. However, one said fragile is the wrong word for a man who can't deliver a mind-blowing bedroom experience. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. So a lot of women are saying, like, it is, it's not true that women aren't. But when it comes to uh, these surveys and studies, it's all done anonymously. Why would anyone lie? There's no reason to lie. But while some women may believe they are protecting their male partners by faking ecstasy, Jordan believes that the deception inadvertently ends up hurting men as well. When society creates an impossible standard of masculinity to maintain, nobody wins, she said. In short, honest communication and putting effort into understanding your partner's sexual needs will also benefit men when it comes to getting off at peak levels. So I've always said it comes down to just communication. What's working for you? What's working for me? Let's figure this shit out. Things aren't going to get better if everybody's lying. Am I right? Am I right? The research additionally did not disclose whether a woman's location affected whether she was more willing to fake an orgasm. It's possible that independent New York women are less likely to simulate a satisfying sexual experience for fragile men. For future reference, Jordan said it would be interesting to examine men in same-sex relationships to understand whether ideas about masculinity impacted their sexual satisfaction in the same way. I would say not. I don't think it does impact their sexual satisfaction. But I'm not in a same-sex relationship, so what the fuck do I know? I need to shut up like Jeff Garcia. <laughs> that's what I need. And that's what I'm going to do, everybody. I am going to shut up. I'm going to end it right now. I'm going to end on that note. So if you guys can do me a solid, do a couple things for me. If you can go like the Facebook page, go like the Twitter page. That would be awesome. Uh, I still got winter hats. Apparently, there's a huge storm of brewing here in Michigan. I think it's going to start Thursday. A winter hat would be nice. Uh, Everybody who's gotten it has loved it. It's a black uh, knit hat with Elemental Podcast embroidered on it. If you would like one, it's $25. That includes the shipping. But if you live in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, I will hand deliver it for $20. How about that? Save yourself 5 bucks if you live in town. So just get at me or get at the page 
on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and I will get it to you. I can take uh, PayPal, Venmo. You can give me cash if you want. If you want to give me a check because you're an 80-year-old woman, that's cool. If you want to trade me football cards, fuck yeah, I'll take some football cards. You guys know me. I love me some football cards. So do that. Uh, if you are interested in sports shit, please check out my Macari store. I haven't posted any football cards yet, but I think I'm going to in the uh, near future. And then go check out these things on Facialbook. Go check out the uh, Magic JBM page. That's John Midgley. He's got a page for his magic stuff. He does magic. He's, uh, he does some artwork of magicians. He's got a lot of cool things going up. Dude's got a lot of talent in his body. He's got more talent in his pinky than I do in my whole body. That dude's got some talent. I just say fuck on a podcast. That's all I do. But go check out his page, Magic JBM, on Facebook. Then stay there and go check out the Sunday Slaw. That is Adam and Stephanie House. That's a married couple. They eat coleslaw. They do, they do Facebook Lives of it, and they tell you the yay or the nay. So go check out their page if you like coleslaw. And who the fuck doesn't like coleslaw? Go do that. Then uh, go check out another episode podcast. That's Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine. Those are childhood buddies. They've known each other forever. And so they're like, hey, let's get together. We'll do this podcast. And they talk about movies that they watched when they were a kid. So these are movies that are old, like they're 20 years old or older. It's good stuff. So uh, go check out their podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and you can follow them on any of your podcast platforms. So go listen every Wednesday when they release new episodes. And then Matt Harper also has got an Instagram page for his art. Like uh, John Midgley, he's got a lot of artistic talent. So he's got an Instagram page, Matt Harper Art. Uh, where he draws some weird stuff and he can draw things for you. So if you would like to commission him to draw something, get a hold of him at Matt Harper Art on Instagram or Matt Harper Art on TikTok. If you maybe you're a TikToker, maybe you're a fucking twelve-year-old uh, child and you're on TikTok and you're like, oh, I'd like Matt Harper to draw some shit for me. I should get a hold of him because I'm on TikTok and Matt Harper's on TikTok and maybe he can tick my talk. And that sounds like Matt Harper would probably get in trouble with the law if he TikToked a 12-year-old's ticker. <laughs> but get a hold of him on Instagram or TikTok and get something for yourself. So do all those things for me if you could. Consider subscribing to my Patreon. It's five bucks a month. Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, Patreon is every other day. or More or less every other day. So there we go. That's it. January is over. I'll see you tomorrow for February on the Patreon. You guys have a good night or good day or whatever when you're listening to this. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Love you. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.